0: Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy that you all are here, that you're tuning in today for this very special conversation with Kindred Braverly founder Deanne Akerson. This is a conversation I've been so eager to share, but before we dive in, I wanted to extend some special love for you all. I hope that you guys had a great Valentine's Day. Know that you are loved by me, as silly as it sounds. I love you guys. And to be able to um, connect with you all in the the way that we have in recent weeks. We've seen an amazing influx of um, listeners communicating with us and saying hello, leaving a five-star review. Our monthly support has uh, been incredible to see uh, many of you coming to do, you know, four, nine a month with us and continue to support. So the love that I'm feeling this month specifically is really, really fun to share with all of you. So I hope you're feeling the love as well as we continue to share these incredible conversations on how'd she do that. Many of you may have noticed that last week we had a TSC recap go live, the first of many. If you want to hear a little bit more about the behind the scenes as to what I'm stepping into with the podcast this year, that's going to be a great episode to listen to again that went out last Friday. And stay tuned because this Friday we will continue the series, our TSC Recap, which is recapping the conference that I was able to attend in February in Sea Island with the Southern Sea. These upcoming Friday bonus episodes are with friends of mine, other attendees, sharing what they learned. And it's not all just about the conference. It's really about brainstorming with other entrepreneurs as to what their next steps are and what their greatest takeaways were in hopes of encouraging you guys to step into whatever it is that you might need to do next. What's the thing that you have been putting off for your business that you might need to step into? Hmm, a good question. Well, you guys, here is today's episode. I'm so excited for you all to listen. Here is Deanne Akerson on How'd She Do That? Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Deanne Akerson, co-founder and CEO of Kindred Bravely, a world-renowned lifestyle brand for motherhood. Like motherhood itself, Kindred Bravely is built on love, a love that is poured into every piece of clothing they bring to life. Their clothes are meticulously designed to make the motherhood journey easier from the bump. And beyond. It all began when Deanne was nursing her son and couldn't find a comfortable and cute pair of pajamas. She decided to design her own, a simple idea that became something extraordinary. When Deanne isn't overseeing the production of her products, encouraging other women, or finding inspiration through her brave mom community, she is likely enjoying time with her family, which includes her husband and two sons. Deanne, welcome to How'd She Do That?
1: Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here.
0: Uh, Well, I have been so excited to speak with you after seeing all that you've done with Kindred Bravely and gosh, motherhood, encouraging women, like I said in your intro, all over the world. So this is such a treat for me to welcome you on today. Again, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you. Oh Well, we I kind of mentioned this before we started recording, but hopefully today will just be a great reminder for you of like, wow, look, look what I've created, look what I've done. And I know that my listeners are eager to hear all of it. So we kind of love to to dive in. I'd love to hear from you. Perhaps tell us a little bit about your upbringing and then maybe where you went to school and what you majored in.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Southern California, uh, out in the rural San Pasqual Valley. It's in San Diego County, but it's not like very beachy. It's <laughs> kind of out in the country. Uh, I grew up actually right in between a dairy farm and a chicken farm. And oh my, my sister gosh. and I had dogs, cats, two horses. <laughs> um, so it, it was it was a pretty country existence. Oh. And um, but it was great. You know, we, we we did obviously come to the beach as well. Uh, For college, I did go up to Northern California, uh, where I majored in interdisciplinary studies with an emphasis in mathematics, physical education, and education. So basically, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, and I wanted to teach math and PE. So... Um, those are the two areas of focus that I went into. Uh, And I I did teach uh, for about, let's see, I think I taught for 11 years before becoming um, an entrepreneur and business owner. So (laughs) that's Yeah, that was um, my education and a little bit about my childhood.
0: Oh, I love it. Well, it's funny. I'm in Los Angeles now, um, originally from Texas, and many people don't know California does have rural areas. We have horses, we have all kinds Uh of things. So to hear that that was kind of your upbringing is so fun. And then for you to head north. For school. Uh, Tell me this, because I do find it really interesting what you've stepped into now with entrepreneurship and, of course, encouraging mothers. When did you know you wanted to be a teacher? When did that light kind of go off for you? Well,
1: interesting. I think I I probably was destined to be a teacher, but I didn't want to admit it. Uh. Uh, I actually have... My grandfather was a teacher. Um, my father was, interestingly enough, my tenth grade English teacher, oh as well gosh. as being a teacher. My sister was already a teacher, and I think like it was in me, but I really wanted to go a different direction. So my first two years of college, I was pre physical therapy. Oh wow! And you know, I did all the the pre physical therapy courses, and then I took a year out in between my sophomore and junior year of college. And I went to Nairobi to be a volunteer teacher for a year. Oh wow. And it was there that I realized like, you know what? I actually hate all things medical related. <laughs> <laughs> There's this famous story about when I was 15 and I had a little <laughs> scooter accident out what? in the country and I got some gravel in my knee and I was in the <laughs> hospital getting it cleaned out. And I, I think I actually told the doctors like to stop. I think I, I I was alone. My parents weren't there and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I was like, you quack, stop it or I'll sue you for malpractice. And I was like, I've always been the worst patient ever. Like I still faint when I get my blood drawn. Yes. And here I am a volunteer teacher. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm running away from education when I'm really patient. I'm really great at explaining things and mm. like, this is, I need to do this. So oh. <laughs> I came back, changed my major and, you know, was teaching within two years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's fun to think about that because it's true. So sometimes there is a denial. You're like, oh no, I could, I could do something else. But then when you come back, you're like, no, this is definitely what I'm meant to do. And gosh, to think of what you're doing now, I mean, you're still teaching. You're, you're truly still teaching. You're teaching women through all that you're doing. So anyways, this is fun already kind of unpacking a few pieces (laughs) and, and seeing where they come together. It's like, okay, I I'm, I'm getting a little sense of where we're headed, but, but tell us this because you, you just shared, there was a a large chunk of time that you, I think you mentioned 11 years you're teaching. Uh, Tell us a little bit, where are you teaching? Maybe tell us a little bit about the, the age that you're teaching. Um, And perhaps, Tell us, yeah, tell us about that. And and I'm eager to see where it all ties together.
1: Yeah. So my first year out of um, college, I actually, I I have both elementary and secondary credentials. And the first job available to me was a combined first and second grade position, which uh, I took. And, you know, being newly out of college, I was 22 and teaching these, you know, six and seven year olds and it just wasn't for me yet. Like I didn't have the motherly instinct yet. It, it, it just wasn't there. And so I quickly like fled to high school and moved to Southern back to San Diego County. At that point, I taught um, both in a charter school in Vista. And then I taught in Carlsbad Unified School District. Um, so, I was about two years in the charter school, and then I think 11 in, in Carlsbad. So, oh. yeah, a handful, more than a dozen years of high school math. Oh, and I, I just gosh. really loved it. Like, I found my people. I found oh. that teaching people to make sense out of numbers and showing them how it all fits together. It's so rewarding because Mm. within the span of an hour, you can take something that seems totally foreign and you can just like make the light go on for people and see how it fits together. So incredibly rewarding. I absolutely loved teaching high school math. And for many, many years I taught algebra two, almost like that was like the ribbon that tied through everything. I taught other things. I did algebra one geometry, Um, statistics. That's another great class, AP statistics, but algebra two was like the bread and butter class that I taught every single year. So just
0: love it. Oh my gosh. Well, listeners, you guys might be uh, over here like, oh gosh, (laughs) what? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Math was not necessarily my area of expertise, but it's so cool to hear that that was a huge chunk of the early stages of your career. Now, tell us a little bit about what's happening in your personal life at this time. You're in Carlsbad. I'm guessing, you know, at some point the the thought of beginning a family meeting someone, what what did that look like for you?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been teaching for a while. Um, my husband and I, we had our first and I did go back to work. Teaching is a pretty nice flexible schedule when you have one child, but once we had our second child, it was trying to balance that whole, you know, the childcare expenses are increasing. And, right. you know, do I really want to go back to the exact same schedule? Because, uh, you know, teaching, it's a very committed schedule, like you're right. going to be there at 645 in the morning, and, oh my God. <laughs> and there's the papers to grade. And so what's going through my mind is, at this point, you know, having two kids, it's it's not worth it to me right now because I'm just not getting the joy out of it. I mm. used to just love it. But now here I am sleep deprived, right? Because you've got the toddler, the yeah. thought of the new baby on the way. And it just was not like, it wasn't bringing me the joy mm. uh, that it once did. Mm. And so I knew it was it was time to do something different, but I, I didn't really know what, and I didn't go about looking for what, I just decided to take Uh, An extended leave of absence, so I took a family leave from teaching, Mm -hmm. and uh, this gave me the freedom to just focus on being a mom, because you know those years are they're they're precious. They they feel like they're never going to end, and then suddenly they do. And I was (laughs) like, okay, I want to be fully in for a while, so I took that leave of absence. And in the middle of it, I've got um, you know my my older son is like two, I guess he would have been like two and a half by then. Aww. The younger one is one. I guess he was three and a half. He must've been three and a half and one. And when my younger son was one and still nursing at night, I just had this, this realization one night that I'm going to be nursing for another while probably because I nursed my oldest till he was two. And I really need something that's comfortable, functional. It needs yes. to be stretchy. And I'm tired of just, you know, feeling unput together. So I went on this quest to find a comfortable pair of nursing pajamas and coming up completely empty handed left me with this idea that I, I can't be that, you know, out of the norm here. Certainly there's other people, other moms that have this simple desire to be covered, warm, <laughs> feel cute. If you don't get right out of your pajamas in the morning, like it'd be OK to answer the door. You know, I just yes. wanted to. I just wanted to feel okay in a pair of pajamas and figured I couldn't be the only one looking for that. And so <laughs> that, you know, led to the formation of, um, this idea of, of, of kindred bravely. And, <sighs> and really it was the, it was definitely not just my brainchild. I was sitting here in the office one night and my husband, he was actively looking for a business to start. Oh, uh, he wow. is, like a serial entrepreneur. He he got his MBA from San Diego State, and, you know, with an emphasis in, in um, entrepreneurship. And oh. so he's going through all these ideas in his head and none of them really like match the, the stage of life we're in. Like he's talking about a brewery. This is back before, yes. well, there's always been a lot of breweries in San Diego, but before <laughs> there were as many as there are now, he was talking about all kinds of things. And then suddenly I said, what if we made nursing pajamas? <laughs> like it was so <laughs> like off and left field <laughs> from all the other ideas he was considering and then it it just like landed well with us. You know, he thought about it, he looked at the space and you know, 2 weeks later we had a company and and we were creating <laughs> together for the first time. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Well, I love to know too how he ties in as a team member. It's like for, for the dots to connect. And even I love what you just shared, the timing of life. Like What really fit for you guys? What What was going to be a business that was appropriate for the stage of life? That, that's such a good point. I don't know if I've had any, any guests kind of land on that, but thinking through the many different ideas, being a serial entrepreneur, and what, what a great encouragement just briefly to say, hey, w- what stage of life are you in? What's going to make sense for you and your family? And I love that that was the case for you guys to, to really hone in and for him to be on board with, with, like you said, something that's totally out of the left field, but has obviously been the perfect thing for you guys to step into. Well, tell us a little bit about like creating the product. I mean, we just went through all of your history as a teacher in mathematics. What did it look like for you to go in and design something? I mean, where did you even begin uh, that process? So not having a background in apparel
1: or fashion or, or anything, I basically, I approached it like a math teacher would. It was a problem to be solved. Wow. So there were, you know, there were certain constraints, you know, certain features it needed to have, and then I looked at what was available, and I kind of just, you know, made a mishmash of, well, I like this kind of design top, and I like this kind of fabric, and, um, and then I, I drove to Los Angeles and found a pattern maker, uh, who helped me on the weekends, oh. and she helped me come up with pattern. And, you know, I just basically brought her pieces of clothing that we would like cut up with scissors and pen and say, not like this, but like this. And, Uh, and we worked until we had a sample.
0: Oh my gosh. Now, did you find this woman online? Was this a personal connect? I always love to know.
1: Yeah. I, I found her online. I'm not remembering the name of the The post board, but it was a, it was like a job board similar to Craigslist um, many years ago. Um. And, you know, she was working in the fashion district for a a retailer. And then I just went to her home on the weekends and. Yeah. We worked through it together.
0: So what was it wonderful? Oh, well, and it's amazing to think of how you guys were connected and for you to be able to step into this project with her, what did that first product look like and how did it feel to to hold it and see it and to be like, okay, think this, I think we're good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, when we had this uh, prototype, we, we had contacted with three factories that we met online, okay. you know, just through just through chatting, like my husband and I got online at night after the kids were finally asleep and (laughs) we would get on Alibaba and we would just start chatting with certain factories. And we didn't know anything about what we were doing, but we found three factories that were willing to make us a sample. And, you know, we shipped them kind of what we had made so far and they each made sort of their vision of what they could, could do. Mm -hmm. And two of the samples came back Awful. In fact, one of them was so bad. I was like, Garrett, don't even put that in the donation pile. That has to go in the trash. Like <laughs> no one should ever <laughs> see that try to wear that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and then one sample was great. The third one uh, was great. And so... That first product was, uh, it's actually still in our catalog. It's the Davy Pajamas. And they only came in one color, black, (laughs) and only came in four sizes. uh, And we ordered the minimum, which was 500 units. And at the time, I was, you know, kind of scared because... It was a it was a big investment, you know. It wouldn't have bankrupted us, but it was pretty much most of our savings. Wow! And you can't get any kind of funding at this point for a a tiny little business idea showing no traction, no ability to actually make a sale. So we just put our savings in, paid for the fifty units, and then when they got here, and and I did get a couple samples along the way to make sure they were fitting correctly, but oh, they were just buttery soft, and Uh. I knew. I actually knew that that product was going to be successful because I had enough friends. I thought I could personally sell 500 of them just by showing up at, you know, stroller strides and mops and the different mom groups that I belong to. So I knew it was going to be no problem to break even on those 500 um, pairs. But, but seeing beyond that, that wasn't something that, that I saw immediately. That's like where my husband steps in and says, you know what, this is, this is going to be so much more than just pajamas. You need to start thinking about what other pain points you're having and how you can, you know, how you can address those. And so I went right to two bras next because, you know, who, who, what woman in your life, like is not looking for a comfortable bra. It's a constant quest. (laughs) And especially when you're pregnant and breastfeeding because your breasts are moving targets, you Mm. know, hour by hour, they're a different cup size. So I knew like, okay, pajamas are a staple. But after this, we got to go. We got to go right to bras like this is it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love, too, that he was forward thinking. And, yeah, how can we step out into the next entity? But tell us because this is so, it's so fun to hear. Okay. We've got these 500 and two, I love your confidence in like in the product originally, like buttery soft, just amazing. Like you're, you're like, okay, this is going to be awesome. At this point, do you have a website or are you truly bringing it to all of these different places that you're running into moms? Do you have a name? What, and by the way, what year is this? Okay, this is 2015. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah, 2015. And uh, I think we incorporated in February of 2015. We madly work on samples through all the spring. Okay. And the pajamas actually arrive to our house in a few cartons in June of 2015. And in retrospect, June is not the optimal time to be selling pajamas. (laughs) Not quite cozy. (laughs) Because. You know, I had the idea at Christmas time, you know, in the winter. Yes. And so they weren't, you know, they just weren't top of mind in June. <laughs> However, during this time, yes, we did set up a website. Um we actually went through two name, well, our original name we changed quickly to Kindred Bravely mm. because we realized that the first name like it we just hadn't put a lot of thought into it. So yeah. we coalesced around the name kindred bravely, which kindred is like for the sisterhood of, Mm. of moms that you're, you're really a part of as soon as you realize that you're pregnant or want to become pregnant Yes, and bravely, because it's hard and it goes on for years and years (laughs) and the sleep deprivation. And uh, it's Mm. not like the bravery of the movies, but it's, it's there and it's constant. And so um, during this time, this same time, you know, we're coming up with the name we we definitely you know take care of all the registrations, the domain um, and we really focus on selling on Amazon at first oh wow because in two thousand fifteen it was relatively easy to get a product um, noticed on Amazon mm. and it didn't require a lot of fees there wasn't a ton of marketing expenses going into it like like building a brand takes a lot of a lot of efforts, a lot of advertising and marketing dollars and we just didn't have the cash flow yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, we weren't making any sales yet. So we realized we needed to start with Amazon. And so I was giving away, I think I probably gave away 200 out of those 500 pajamas. Yeah. Because back at back in 2015, you could give away products and ask people to leave you a review. And um. so, you know, this this was like the wild west of Amazon, you know, 6 years ago. <laughs> So yeah, I gave away a ton of pajamas to all my friends and family and, Mm. you know, all the mom groups I was involved in. And, and that's, that was kind of where we put our focus at first. We knew we needed to get some cash coming in and, and we did, we reordered those pajamas in the fall with plenty of inventory to get through the winter. And, you know, it wasn't really until probably early 2017 that there was enough cash flowing that we were able to really turn to building
0: our brand on uh, kindredbravely.com. Oh, wow. And and I love the story behind the name because the name is so beautiful. And both of those words, they go together perfectly, but for you to give us the inside scoop behind them, it just makes so much sense. And I love what you just said. It's not like the bravery perhaps in movies, but it's, very brave. I mean, motherhood in and of itself. Uh, wow! I, I beautifully said every everything shared. It's fun to hear the the inside scoop behind that. Well, tell us this because it's really cool to hear how brands are able to begin. And I love the insight for you guys to have really been able to utilize Amazon. I'm curious in these early years can you go back are there any instances that throughout this time that you'd say maybe failure helped shape and and guide you to the next step any thoughts on that oh my gosh yeah <laughs>
1: Um, I'm a big fan of failing, fail fast, fail forward, yeah. <laughs> fail quickly. <laughs> uh, in my son's school, they had you know these keys of excellence, and one of them was called failure leads to success. Oh wow! And so, I, I mean, if we're not failing, we're not trying hard enough. We're not really putting ourselves out there. Yeah. So, I can think of dozens of examples of failure, but. The biggest one that comes to mind is in the year 2018, we had, we had grown enough to where, you know, we were kind of, we were, we were like in, you know, in the process of a developing a company, we were probably like in the teenage stage where you're, you're big enough to do some harm, but you're not actually stable yet. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and in 2018, we had a series of just like crushing failures that nearly led us to go out of business. Wow, we were overspending on marketing. We had um we had very little systems in place. We were so flexible to the point that we had very few processes and systems in place. Mm. We were victims of a wire fraud. Oh my gosh! um, While trying to pay one of our factories, and probably one of the the biggest pain points. Not necessarily an outright failure, um, but it was a failure was our ERP implementation. Mm. We had decided to implement NetSuite that year. And although uh, in retrospect, obviously we needed to do that, the implementation was an actual failure. Wow. Um, And it, it it, it took over 18 months to recover from that, but in the midst of it during 2018, when you know we're out of cash, we have n- hardly any systems, so we're ordering inventory based off of spreadsheets. Wow! We've got too much of the wrong thing, not enough of the right thing. We're overspending on marketing. We've had the wire fraud, and all of a sudden we're like, "Wow! We have we have to make some changes, or we're not going to get through the year." Wow! We can't we can't wait for the ERP system because it's not getting up to speed fast enough. We simply have to measure our KPIs and we're going to run the business off of a fantastic Excel sheet of KPIs until we can get next week wow. really operational. So it was, I think it was into September, 2018, we implemented a Really broad KPI sheet. And this was after attending Keith Cunningham's four day MBA course, which I highly suggest any entrepreneurs in that high growth, like how do I get a handle on my business right now stage? Yeah. We got a KPI matrix and started measuring it weekly. And that's really what kept us from going off the rails and getting things reined in under control until we could have the optics and the metrics that we really needed to be running the business like like the professional institution that it was headed. But Mm. every business goes through that stage where it's just, you know, it's the teenage cycle. Yeah, it's, it's big enough to do some damage, but it's not yet really like
0: systematized. Yeah. Well, and such a good example. Thank you for sharing. Cause I think it is, you know, many of you who are listening, you know, where this brand and company is at now. And it's like, wow, look at this, how amazing, but to be able to hear a little bit of the inside scoop. Uh, and yeah, for that quick growth to be happening, like you said, for there to be different inventory things you need, you don't need. Okay. We've got too much of this too. I mean, it's amazing to think of you guys being able to look at each other and step back and say, Okay, we need to get some systems into place now it, during this time in twenty eighteen How many team members do you have who who's on the team? what does the the team kind of look like
1: yeah it, I think we probably have
0: about thirty employees. At wow, that point. oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my gosh. See, even there, it's like you had 30 people that you're organizing and working with and figuring things out. Well, I want to backtrack a little bit because that that number is actually more than I, I thought it might be. Uh, when you're able to, to say, okay, we've got the bras out, we've got the pajamas, things are really tracking. Was there a moment or an order that kind of gave you the heads up that you ultimately would have 30 and now many, many more employees? Where, where's the moment moment that you look back on and you think, okay, that that was telling. I, I could tell we were on to something.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I could tell we were on to something after I received our our first order of bras. Really? I mean the the Davy pajamas were were slow. Uh you know like you're selling a few maybe double digits on a really good day.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, at the beginning. But as soon as we brought in, uh, and we brought in the French cherry bra, the organic cotton bra, just some comfortable, like lounge bras. Yeah. As soon as we brought those in and I realized that the idea I had had, that was, you know, a really comfortable bra that you could wear all night without having hardware, you know, because you know you've you're, you've you've got to wear breast pads when you're breastfeeding or else you're going to soak the sheets and but yeah. this, this this idea I had that was a real minimalist type of lounge bra when I realized that it was resonating with customers and the types of volumes of orders we were getting for that that's when I realized like okay I think we can probably plan to quit our day jobs sometime soon. (laughs) It's not just going to be a hobby anymore. I'm not just going to be making nursing pajamas, but this is, this can actually be the next thing, but it did take me a while to get there. Yeah, You know, having that background as a teacher, everything about your career is so stable and straightforward as a teacher, you know what you're going to be making, like Three years down the road, even 30 years down the road, there's like a pay yeah. scale document. You know what it's going to be. You even know what you're going to be teaching on the 17th day of Algebra 2 because it's the same wow. every year. Oh my God. So, going into something that was completely new, foreign, you don't know what you're going to be doing because the business that you have each year looks completely and vastly different than the business you had a year ago. It was it was really scary for me. Yeah. And I'm not an automatic risk taker. Um, my husband he loves risk. Like there's <laughs> nothing about starting a business that is scary to him. In fact, even the chance of it failing is kind of fun for a true <laughs> entrepreneur like him because then he gets to start all over with something right. else. So there's like <laughs> seriously no downside. That was not me. Like right. I I love safety. I really <laughs> I like resonate with that assurance. And so Hmm. it took me a while to feel like, okay, like this is a, this is a safe choice for our family. It really is the right decision. Um, But definitely I can look back and say that when we added bras to our catalog, it gave me that assurance to know that like, while nothing is sure in this world, this is a pretty good bet. I know there's more, there's untapped potential, um, for stability, for growth, and to make moms comfortable here. This is it.
0: Oh my gosh. And you guys, for those of you who have been following and you know Kindred Bravely, you'll know, wow, they have bras, they have panties, you guys have sleep and lounge clothing. I mean, you have it all at this point. And it's fun to hear, okay, the different products that were original, right? And that that kind of came out first. Um, And I know something too that's so important to you and something that I think your brand does so well um, that I'd love to hear a little bit more about is the community. Aspect. Um, I mean, it does seem as though you really do have a group of of tight knit women mothers who are encouraging one another. And I know that that is goes the same for you. That's something that you're passionate about. Do you have a memory, um, that you could recall and maybe share with us of perhaps a customer or a friend or, or someone who kind of gave their, their real life review of, of what it looked like to be wearing one of your pieces that, that really stood out to you?
1: Oh yeah. Um, I'm thinking back to in the early days when I was doing everything product and customer related and Garrett was doing everything marketing related. Oh. And I would read emails from customers who would say that they went to the mailbox, they opened it, they got out their French cherry bra and put it on and they actually cried oh. because they hadn't been comfortable wow. and they didn't know that it was possible and realizing that I could actually help moms in a tangible way. Like when your body is changing and you feel like everything is sort of out of your control, yeah. Um, just being able to provide that literal support around your breasts, which is so functional, but also so personal mm. and doing it in a way that let moms know, like, you're beautiful, you know your body is amazing. You are the perfect mom for your kid like that's what I wanted people to tell me mm. when I was going through this, and I did have some very dear friends that paved the way for me mm. um, and were this encouraging voice in my ear and i want I want to do that for other women too. Mm because it's a heart, it's a really transformative time of life Mm -hmm. when everything is changing, not, not limited to your physical body, but your relationship to work, your relationships to all of your peers are being sort of renegotiated because the new priority is this baby. Wow. And everything in life has to, you know, come into a new orbit. It can feel so like out of control and isolating. And I just, I want moms to know that they're not alone. And that they're doing an amazing job, mm. and it is hard. It is really hard, and they're and you're still you're doing an amazing job, and 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 you're enough,
0: mm. like exactly as you are. So sweet. There, there's oftentimes I say pause and rewind. So mom, <laughs> mama, pause and rewind and listen. To what Dan just shared, because it is, it's so sweet and, and so true. And just a fun side note, some of you guys who are listening, you're not yet a mother. I'm in that category, but I hope to be one someday. And this is encouraging to me. I mean, for me to know that there are brands and women like yourself that are already paving the way. Um, and you just said all of that so eloquently because many of my listeners, like I said, they may be soon to be moms. Some of you I know are pregnant. Those of you who listen, some of you are moms with lots of kiddos. And some of you are like me, you know, hoping to be a mom and, and dreaming of that season at some point. And so to be able to hear what you've created and knowing it's available to us, it's, it's just really encouraging. I mean, I'm even thinking of some of my girlfriends who are pregnant now, and I'm like, okay, they've got to listen to this episode. They've got to check out all that you're doing. <laughs> it's, it's just really sweet. So thank you for, for encouraging me today as well. It's, it's, it's so cool to hear all oh, that. Oh, you're very welcome. Oh, all that you've been doing. And and two, I, I'd love to know because this is um, and this is a bit of a loaded question. But it, I know we could. There's so many deep dives. I'm I'm thinking of so many things. I'd love to know more about. But but this is a good one to to kind of think on. And my guests always enjoy uh, this question. But could you tell us perhaps what is the greatest lesson you have learned?
1: That's a great question, and. I think what comes to mind is something that I learned early on when I I had the chance to go to a business conference where where Jeff Hoffman was speaking. He's one of the founders of Priceline mm-hmm. uh, from back in the day, and a serial entrepreneur. He's done so many things since then. But something that he said that really helped to form my you know my my new business mind was fall in love with your customer, not your product. Mm. And to me, that was just so foreign because I had started with, I was so product centric. I needed nursing pajamas. That was a product. Um, And at this point, when I heard Jeff speak, I had made the French chair and the organic uh, cotton bra. And I was in love with my products. Like they were so buttery. They were so (laughs) soft. They were so this, they were so that. And it really, it just transformed me. Mm. When I heard that, he said, fall in love with your product or sorry, I just misspoke. Jeff Hoffman said, fall in love with your customer and not your product, because if you're successful, your products are going to be copied. Yeah, they're you know, they're they're going to come and go. But if you fall in love with your customer, you will always be innovating for her Mm. coming up with the next solution. and." You know, that's where you want to be. Mm. You don't want to be stuck and fixated on a product. And so that it just resonated with me at the right time and it really formed the whole basis for how we were going to develop Kindred Bravely in the years to come.
0: Mm. Well it's and it's so cool that you had a product that you could be so in love with and so obsessed with and so proud of, but then to be able to flip the switch and to be able to say Okay. But who's buying this? Who, who are the women out there that are buying this and are using this? And, and tell me this because this is something that we didn't touch on. We originally mentioned you were on Amazon and then you switched to the website and then it stayed in the website or have you been in shops and market? What, what has that looked like? Because I want to make sure people know. And you guys, I'm going to give you a chance to connect and, and you know, get all the links and whatnot. But did you, after Amazon, where was the next step to get it to the hands of customers?
1: Well, we have always been on our website, kindredbravely.com. And we still do sell a large portion of our assortment on Amazon, Wow. simply because I'm thinking about her and I know that she's up like nursing in the middle of the night. And sometimes that's the easiest place to shop. Wow. And at the same time, um, you know, for customers that really want to touch and feel and try on uh, things first, we're working on, and that's a, a big push for us next year is more retail partnerships. Wow, we're in a, a few dozen small boutiques right now, mm-hmm. uh, and we are on uh, Nordstroms.com. Um, but that that's a big push for us next year to make sure that we're we're wherever she wants to shop, and you know, just making it a little easier to try on to get comfortable with the fit and the feel uh, first, Ugh. but the full assortment is definitely at, at com. Okay. Oh, well,
0: it's so fun to hear. Cause I thought no, yeah, we had, we left it off. It was at Amazon, but I knew it was all over the place now. So for even it to be a Nordstrom and how exciting to think of it being in stores. So you guys can actually go and touch it and feel it and, and see how buttery soft it is. Oh my goodness. Well, within this kind of the same theme, what are you learning now? Great question.
1: I I think at this stage, um, I am learning, I'm learning how to step back and really like let my team shine, Mm. Uh, which is hard. It's hard letting go. It's, um, it's kind of like parenting where in the beginning, you know, you do everything for that little baby and, you know, I, Garrett and I lovingly refer to Kinder Bravely as our third child. Like, you're not going to see it fail. Like, you do everything. Yeah. And then, as the company grows up and you hire people that are more and more well equipped to execute on certain areas of business than you, it's learning how to step back gracefully Mm. and how to stay involved in the parts where your voice matters most. And so that's, you know, been a, a balancing act to figure out. Um, but that's, I think that's what I'm, I'm learning right now is where to step back
0: and where to lean in. Wow. Well, and you know, it's fun to hear you say, even just that sentence shows what a great leader you are for the Kindred Bravely team that you would be able to say, okay, where is, where's my voice needed? Where are the experts coming in and the incredible growth that you guys have seen. And I I always love to, to kind of pinpoint on this. You guys, we started talking about this journey back in 2015. Okay. So the growth that you've seen in the past few years, I mean, just a quick pause to congratulate you and for you to be able to say that for you to be able to say well I'm going to step into where I want to where I'm good at it and then let my team shine I mean that's really cool it's it's really cool to hear that that's that's where you're at oh my goodness Thanks. well you mentioned a few things coming up next year which is so exciting and I'd love to know and I know my listeners would enjoy hearing what's next for you
1: I I really love what I'm doing and focusing on product brings me so much joy. Mm. So I think what's next is, you know, we have a, we have a mission of a comfortable nursing bra in every mom's wardrobe. And so just this morning I was looking at some brand new laces with the production team and, Uh you know, just dreaming. It's, it's super creative. Like I'm, I'm not creative in a traditional like artist type of sense, but creating products is really a joy mm-hmm. uh, for me. So I think that's what is continues to be next for
0: me. Uh, well, the creativity you bring to the products have obviously been a success. So that's really fun to hear that you're stepping into that. And gosh, this has been so much fun. I feel like I could talk to you for another hour, probably thinking through all that you've done. But I'd love to know, is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to I just want to really put out
1: that piece about um, encouraging wherever you are mm-hmm. on your journey, not just, you know, your professional journey, your personal journey. Um, if you're on a motherhood journey or not on, like every day is a beautiful new chance to create something new. Mm-hmm. It's a chance to try something differently than you tried it yesterday. It's a chance to fail differently than you did. Um And in in the chances that it will ultimately bring you to success. So I just want to encourage everyone who's listening uh, to step into that joy of. Of of embracing the new day, Uh, you know, and every day we get this chance to try something new. I'm 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 always reminded when I go to the airport. I love to travel. Mm. And you kind of have this freedom when you're walking down, at least I do when I'm going down the terminal. I like look at all the different cities that are advertised. Yes. And it's like a tangible reminder that you could step into any jetway and be in an entirely different world. Wow. And sort of metaphorically, we have that chance to whatever we're doing. Like we have a chance every day to just like do something differently if if it's not working. Mm great. That's wonderful feedback. Let's try it a different way. <laughs> like we're so free. If we're alive and breathing and listening to this, we are not stuck in any way. Mm. The world is full of, of possibilities. And, uh, so I just want to send encouragement, um, to anyone listening, uh, mm. to be free. Yeah. Just enjoy this beautiful day in this beautiful life.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, uh, drop the mic. I mean, what, what else is there to say? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so sweet. So true. You guys pause and rewind moment, pause and rewind and listen to it as many times as you need to. And just such an awesome picture to share with my listeners of, yeah, where is it that you want to go? If it's not working out, there's another, there's another option. There's another door that can open up and yeah. Where is it that you can step into just, oh yeah. Wow. So so many awesome things to unpack. And I know, listener, you're eager to do so today. I'm going to be thinking about that one. That, that's my takeaway for today is yeah, how, how can we step into each new day? What is it that's waiting for us? And and you just said it. So, so eloquently. So thank you again. Well, it's been really fun to see, gosh, as I've gotten to know your brand and I've seen all that you've been up to and all of the different entities that your team steps into. There's a lot of collaboration. There's a lot of just continuing to inspire other women. And we always love to ask. I love to ask my guests because so many of them know so many incredible women. Who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story? Oh, there's so many incredible people that I've gotten to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, but there
1: are two that come to mind that I think you know listeners would be so encouraged and blessed by hearing their stories of what they've started. Mm-hmm. Two of the ways that we love to give back as a company is by partnering with um, other people that are doing great things. Yeah. And um, you know, we we believe the world needs more generosity. Yeah. And two organizations that I just met are amazing and have um, female founders. One of them is called America's Kids Belong. Mm. And Julie and Brian Mavis are the founders of America's Kids Belong. Mm. And they work really hard to help foster children in America have a chance at an adoptive like forever family. And Mm. I think that the organization they started, which just came from an idea um, as well, It's, it's truly beautiful. And they have a a beautiful story to share Mm. that will break anyone's heart who is, is beating. Mm. (laughs) I love, I love what they're doing. And, and the other one is, um, free the girls. This Mm. is an organization that kindred bravely actively partners with. We give a lot of our, uh, returned bras, uh, to this organization. They work with women who have been rescued from the sex traffic trade in four different countries worldwide, and they give these women uh, bras to sell in their home communities as in like a secondhand um, market. So oh. the women are given the opportunity to have financial freedom, independence and uh, a livelihood as they are rescued and rehabilitated from um, you know a horrible past. And the founder uh, of Free the Girls, uh, her name is Courtney, and I, I think people should definitely check out um, what they're doing. Um, they're expanding to a new country soon, um, in Mexico, I believe. And so I think they're doing amazing work. So there you go. Uh, Two amazing
0: people. I know you'll enjoy talking to them uh, if you get the chance to. uh, Thank you so much. Well, you all will have to be on the lookout for a potential episode with Julie and Courtney. Thank you so much for those awesome recommendations. And I know many of you have already looked up all that we've been talking about. You may have already placed an order at kindredbravely.com, but do tell us where can listeners connect with you?
1: Yeah, the best way, uh, just shoot me a note uh, at Kindred Bravely and the uh, the team can connect me with it. Uh, We've got all our contact information there. We're also on all the social platforms that um, wherever you are, we're there as well. But to connect with me personally, just shoot me a note um, from
0: our website contact form. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.